it is not often that you meet someone with as persistent and radiating positivity as Wilfred Kokoza. Wilfred is one of our first listeners on the Fail Forward pod. Sit back and relax and listen to Wilfred talk about the things that light his heart on fire and his vision for the future. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fail Forward podcast, where Dan and Adnan peel back the onion on our guest stories and on each other, all in an effort to change the narrative of failure. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fail Forward podcast with Dan and Adnan. It's a pleasure to be here together with one of our first podcast listeners as a podcast guest today. Yeah, Wilfred Kokoza, good to have you on the show. And this is something I've been looking forward to for a long time. We've been talking about this for a while. So to all our listeners out there, this is our first, you know, kind of official exclusive podcast with one of our you know, our listeners and someone that's, you know, listening to the show. And today we get to hear his story. And it's a story that I want everyone to know. You know, we look at success, we look at failure and, you know, what it takes to be successful. And I think it always starts with attitude. And I've met, there's no one I've met with an attitude like Wilfred's. And he's just going to be able to tell his story and explain, you know, how he helps so many people, um, you know, in his community, at work, back home and it's I don't think he even realizes how inspiring he is Um, but hopefully you know you as the listeners listening to Wilfred you know talk about his story you know can really get a chance to understand so Wilfred welcome along well uh, thank you Dan Nadnad I feel I'm floating (laughs) to be here Um, I remember the first time you sent me a link to your port the podcast you had done with a friend in Dubai. And I was like, wow, this this is something. This is something. And now I am on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, my name is Wilfred Kakoza. Yeah, it's spelled with a double O. That's why Dan had to stress it. <laughs> yeah, from Uganda. Uh, happy to be here. Very, very excited. Pumped. Pumped, man. We're all pumped here today as well. I mean, Adnan's there, 6 a.m., just woken up full of energy in Atlanta. We're both in Dubai. Wilfred, let's let's off let's start off by um tell us about Expo because I think you like me, there's been something that's just clicked and a vision has opened and it's all started around the people around us. Why don't you just talk to us about your experience at Expo first off, just to share with people. Well, as we all know, uh Dubai hosted the World Expo. One ninety two plus countries around so that gave us, that gave me the opportunity to meet people from all over the world, right? From the Emiratis who stay here to the people. I, I, I met countries I didn't know existed. There was a country, I remember its name. And I was like, that's a country? Like, for real? And they're like, yeah, it's a country. in somewhere in the Pacific. And they could point there and you're like, wow. So the meeting the vast people, the vast cultures, there's a way it, it could only just take your mind um, or bring your mind to open up. Because now this person comes with this uh, opinion and you have to respect it because, come on, you, you don't know where they're coming from with it. So you respecting it, you taking time to listen only makes you better. And I think 
throughout Expo, I, I tried developing the listening skill. I'm not a good listener. I have, I've been told that quite a number of times. But throughout Expo, I had to get people's stories. And just uh, beyond the attractions, the stuff in the pavilions, where the lives, the stories that we encountered. And then this person tells you where they grew up, how they do it at that place. That Man, that... That's an experience I can't trade anything for. And those six months, as anyone who worked in Expo can tell you, were the best six months of their lives so far. Like Dubai was, uh, it was heaven for us, basically, yeah. It's awesome, Alfred. I mean, it's, it's always a beauty to learn the stories of people different than you and see how other people live their lives and realize that, wow, the way I do things is not the only way. Did, um... Did that experience change something in you, change your perspective on something? In a couple of ways, if not say in all ways. Because now, um, I, I, was, I was talking to Dan recently. I met a TED, like a TED speaker, like the guys who do the TED Talks. I met one of the guys. I met a guy with a, a verified Twitter, uh, like the blue tick. I met a guy with an, like, so I could ask myself, how do you get this? Because not like uh, you have like a couple of followers or that's, but then, and then you meet someone from the UK, you meet someone from Jamaica. I met Lionel Messi. Come on, man. So in a way, in a way that, that, uh, that pushes you to like, okay, now this guy, and you know, I talk, oh, my favorite, I'd forgotten to say, Chris Martin, I had a picture with him, the Coldplay guy. And, you know, I sat down with, uh, like, uh, a minute or five, and we talked, and then I was, I was asking him, what books do you read? Like, I didn't know what books those kind of people read. I mean, with that success, so I was like, what books do you read? Are you sure? Like, how do you do this? And the guy was so humble, so down to earth, and was talking to me. And then, so that... Trust me, it's it had to again push like push something through from me or pull something from me. Like you can you can also make it because these people are just like us. I'm like, how why can't I achieve this success if I let's say put my mind on something or do what they did? So one way or another, um, might have been a few hours with the lots of people, but every second was a lesson. That I may not write it, but it's at the back of my head. And if I need it, you just come up and I'm like, am I doing things so differently? Maybe I observed something that I may not have journaled because I journal a lot. I may not have journaled, but hey. So it's almost like it made these people that you viewed as successful more human. That's that's how I'm listening to it. And that gives you almost the, the inspiration to realize like, hey, I see myself in those people too. It's interesting you mentioned like what books you read, what are you listening to? Like ultimately the only shift from being who you are and these people or this vision that you have of yourself is the actions you take. When I met Dan, I had just begun on this reading spree, like reading uh, over and over again. So uh, Dan meets me and he's like, oh, you, you, like, what book are you reading? I try to break it down. Then he goes, he brings me a book. I'm like, hmm, okay. And he was not the first. I mean, he wasn't the last. Over the next few weeks, people would meet me in the corridors and I'm like, and they're like, have you read this book? 
I'm like, no. Tomorrow you're getting it. Boom. I'm getting books of like, you know, hard copies are really, really expensive in Dubai. Relative. But I would get like lots of those. So in a way, if I can get what you read or what you, how you do things, and that's best explained from the things that you read, the things you believe. And I remember uh, I was talking to one of the photographers at Expo and I was explaining to them like, you know, Coldplay has a routine. Like before they go, they go to perform, as they're going to perform, and I'm like, I remember I got this from Stillness is a, is a key. And I was listening to the guy. And the guy sat back and listened. And finally the guy asked me, oh, Fred, how old are you? I was like, why ask? I'm like, because you seem to be so wise. I'm like, no, 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 no. I just get all this from the people I meet here. And the guy's like, no, no, Wilfred, are you sure you're, you're that age? And I was like, I am. Like... <laughs> I had to first sit back and rethink that question. Like, are you sure you're that age? I was thinking, dude, I know my age. <laughs> why, why are you sucking this? But yeah, like all these experiences, there's a way they just modeled, modeled us. Like, you you come in contact with this person, and this person just takes you this way, advises you. And the best I got was with the, with the books. I mean, I got like, I don't know, I think I'll get a book a week. Like, all that just shaped me and I'm still being shaped. Recently I was thinking uh why I act somewhere and then maybe like all these oh not maybe but all these books that I've been reading and the things I've been interacting with interacting with the subconscious mind is I don't know directing my life in a way I may not be aware of even but I guess it's a good thing. You can't explain like how many times I saw you reading books and the times of day where I used to see you and you'd be like, Dan, 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 I've got a new book. This is what I'm learning. And you'd be plowing through it and then we'd just chat about it. And the energy that you would just just be pushing onto people and then everyone was interested and then we'd get talking. And I think you you inspired so many people just from the conversations that you know you and I were having and then you were having with other people. It was special. And I think, you know, I always remember in my head, it, it was that, you know, you were like a book hero. And then we ended up t- in a cafe after Expo called the book hit, hashtag book hero. And we got a book and we sat down and we talked about it. And I mean, let's go, let's, there's two questions. First was what that, I mean, that's a bold question to ask the lead singer of Coldplay, one of the biggest bands in the world. What is your favorite book? Tell us the answer of that if you'd like to share it. And then also tell us what book has resonated with you the most. Okay, well, so Coldplay, they, they go to perform. Man, it was epic. So he comes back, freshens up. And you know, as a security, we you're supposed to be like on the floor, making sure no intruders come in, like anyone could come in. But we're just there for formality, you know? Not formality, but more formality. The guy's like, um, my favorite book, The Prophet, uh, Khalil Gibran, and that book it's it's in a form of a, a fable like the alchemist man it's mind-blowing it's so short you'd read a chap you'd read like a chapter for an hour and you think about it like the way he this i still have that book in my in my room so and after that we we continue to chat on he asked for where i come from how he's been there and that stuff and then later i'm like so you you want to do that of course the selfie and I have never posted it not because uh, but 
I'm, I think I'm so low key that I don't want people like to look at me like ah just no no no. But the experience that that five minutes I got with him telling me the books he read, and you know when I actually read the book and I listened to his music after. No, I wasn't. But after, I now begin to understand like the way he writes his lines. You get uh, like his his album Paradise, like from Paradise, then uh, all his music. Like I can get to start to relate. I'm like, so this is what he premeditates before maybe he writes or performs and stuff. So that yeah, I just have to stop myself. Wilfred, I love like that. There's the positive attitude you radiate. And I'm sure Chris Martin loved it. I'm sure everyone at the expo loved it. Is that something you just are? Or is that something that you, you at times have to make effort to stay positive? Well, it's, it's something I choose to be all the time. Because in most cases, I, I, you stuff can just run you down east west north i remember um i think the previous weeks i made a very hopeless mistake and i lost so much money i was like who does this but i had i had to literally tell myself wilfred like okay that's happened and yes but no you have to smile you have to smile and uh, i i got this i got this word when i was growing up because I'm a church boy. I grew up in church. So there is that told us, there is told us you have to confess uh, positively or you get in a good way. So I met this friend of mine. And every time I asked her, she would be like, I am awesome. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So I, I have to get that to a point of if, even when I'm feeling pain and then someone texts me, like, how are you? I'm going to type, I am feeling pain. I'm like, no, 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 no. I am awesome. So it's something I choose to be. And of course, some days it's easier. Some days it's so hard. And some days it's maybe like uh, the blues, like 50-50, but you have to choose to be, you have to choose to radiate because, oh man, the world needs it. The world needs it. Now I realize throughout Expo, I mean, since I, did, I chose this path, now I realize that the world needs it. That's powerful stuff. There was a quote that I heard yesterday. It somewhat relates. It's like for, uh, what was it? For the world to like plunge. It's like kind of um, a little bit excessive, but it has a, the core messages there. It's like for the world to plunge in the darkness, the bad, the evil people don't have to win. It's just that the good people have to do nothing. So like you said, there is a real power in your characteristics, your personality, like, shining out to improve the world because we need the positive personalities. We need that attitude. Um, And especially I've noticed in my life is whenever you bring in a positive attitude, you can quite literally see it radiating to other people. You'll see someone feeling inspired by you. Like anything from as simple as like someone who's like coming, feeling a little low into your space, leaving with much higher energy to someone like coming on a run and saying, hey, well, I'm going to go three miles more because you're so excited about it. And in both cases, you've made the person a better version of themselves in the process of you just bringing your own best true. energy. Very true. 
So I, I remember this this one short story. So there was like, because security sometimes can be dramatic. So I'm talking to this lady, and then she turns with this whip of, any problem with me? I'm like, why would I have a problem with you? She was like, since morning, everyone has been like, I'm like, chill. Okay, now relax. Let's let's first wind down. Why would I have a problem with you? I told her, I actually said these words. I don't know, I don't know how I actually gathered the courage. It's like, you know, you're cool. You're awesome. Why would I have a problem with you? You're very... And then, at the end of the day, she, was, she ended up smiling. Ever since then, we are friends. Very good friends. <laughs> but her day was, from morning, it was uh, trouble after trouble after trouble. And especially with... Because, you know, sometimes we get, like, um, orders from, like, three different uh, people. You get your supervisor, the manager, and then that client. So you have to get all that in your uh, web and, you know, run with it. This one is pulling you this side. This one. So you have to, in a way, uh, how can I say, harmonize with all that. So it's, it's important. I think being positive is like one of the easiest ways to solve problems. You just have to smile and people will just get in order. I, I just feel it. Dude, it's so true. It, it's the ripple effect, isn't it? Just start with a smile. See what happens. See who, you know, who changes around you. Wilfred, tell us a little bit about... I want to talk to you about... Because there's something that we shared in common as well. We both went to university. And we both talked about, you know, if we were to discuss, you know, something the way you feel like you may have, you know, learned some key lessons. Because I know I have. And it's something that, you know you resonated with as well talk to us a bit about you know when you're back home you're studying at university and what happened yes yeah, so uh university was very interesting <laughs> for lack of a better word because um yeah i oh just like then i did mechanical engineering it, it's a coincidence you know and um throughout school i was effortlessly bright effortlessly the university comes and knocks me off my like it took the wind off myself. I was like, wow. So I did not graduate up to now, right? And I remember um around the same time when the COVID pandemic hit, the first wave that was really, really hard on people throughout the world. Eh? And of course back then I was still in Uganda. Man, it was a dark time. <laughs> Because I remember sometime going back to, to my room. I was waking up, going for the paper that I failed. So I was going for like the test. And I woke up just before that, you know, like to read through. I had zero motivation. I remember opening my laptop, looking at it, and I could feel tears. But I, I couldn't see them, but I could feel like my heart was crashing in like I could feel every inch of energy being drained out of my body and I was like okay now this is bad I I closed the laptop and slept went for the paper oh god did I get like a 50 something I don't remember but the that time at at, at campus it uh it's it's it, the failing took this image that people had 
of me. And I thought that was a bad thing, but looking back now, it is a good thing. Because people gave me a label, a sharp kid, like clever boy, the ever obedient one, and all those things are good. But that was a label that I got from them. So when this thing came up, it gave me a I think he's not so sharp. And the way the expectation of all of them dropped for my life. So I realized that back then I wanted approval so bad. I wanted approval so, so bad. But now all that pressure dropping off my shoulders and I'm like, okay, now. Because we talked about this recently. I was like, now I have to choose who I am. You get and failure, one of the things it did, the good things it did, is it gave me a clean slate. And it, it always does, like, okay, now, you, you choose, eh? Do you want to go south or, you know, you want to go north? And I remember one of those times when, because every time you, 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 you wallow in your pity and uh, you feel bad for yourself, even you're going to end up in bad habits and I, I, I think I, I all of very many of them addiction that I'm still trying to break up to now, honestly. And if so a time came when um my mom comes up to me and she's like, you know what, Wilfred, uh this is not working out. I ha- I have got a job in a garage and I wasn't being paid because they were training but anything to get away from home and get out. So then she comes like, man, it's not working out. You're not making any money. Seriously, you're not making any money. And I remember my my colleagues were, guys, guys were outside. Guys were making good money. Guys were out of their homes and stuff. And I was still at home. I was literally surviving. I can say that. So she's like, you know what? This is not working out. I think you should go to Dubai and, you know, work. Firstly, I, 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 I didn't want to come. No, no, I didn't want to come to the desert. I was like, you know what, let's do this. I remember stepping up here on that day. Very hot, as we all know Dubai is. Very hot. And we're waiting for the bus to come and pick us. And I asked myself this one thing. Don't you think this is a, a fresh opportunity? Don't you think this is a chance for you to... You get be better. So I was like, okay, now. And it's always one microsecond in our lives that I think that we need for you to just flip the things. And I told myself, okay, now this is my time to change. And I told myself, I'm going to get better. I'm going to buy books. I'm going to sit down with, with myself Sometimes I was telling Dan that I sit down with myself and watch myself debate and it was, it was a funny experience. You should see me do it. So sometimes people ask me, what, when you're always moving, you, your lips, when you're moving along, your lips are always talking. Man, these guys don't know I'm having a question myself. I, I put good off here and bad off here, then me, I watch. And it, it, it's always funny. But I told myself now, this this has to change. I have to change my attitude. And attitude man once i changed that once i told myself that you know it was like the dominoes effect one tile down 
the rest had to fall. And you know, you could you could find people, then they come up to you. They're like, oh, you're reading, get this book. Like, that's an example. Someone comes at me, and then it's like, oh, you want to get that? I'll support you. Just because your attitude has changed. So that was the first thing I had to fix. Because think about it, I was up there. And you know, our lives, most time that we have growing up is school, 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 school. So school identifies many of us. Or we're identified by what we do at school, the grades we achieve. And that's not bad per se. But when you hit rock bottom, now you know you should never have been identified by a school. You're like, wow, this school thing is ah, it's getting heavy. So I got here in um, 2021, that was last year. Around April, May, I began working in Expo, and I, I told myself, this this can be the new me, so I need to begin changing things. I need to think different. I need to see people different. You get? So I, I and one of the things I, I stopped taking was what people, the opinions people have about other people. They will always bring that to you. I like the case. You know what? I have not met this person, so it's better I meet and talk to them after telling them this, I sat back and I was like, how oh, did I come up with this confidence? But I realized it was from the way I had to change my mind, my mindset, my attitude. If that changed, and I'm still actually developing it, I can't say it. Yeah. But when I began being like, and I need to put in some work, I need to see the, the, the bright light. Things began changing one by one, one by one, one by one. And I can say, yeah, if I look back at yeah, I am in a way better place. You, you kind of talked a little bit about two things, which I thought very interesting. You're very deliberate about reflecting and meditating. That's very, that's not necessarily easy to do. I, I'm sure I, Dan and I struggle with it time to time, but you've got it locked down. But then the second thing, and Dan has this incredibly locked down, and I can see how you bleed into one another, is you love talking to people. And, I, and I'm sure in both of your eyes still, you get nervous when there's a new person to talk to. But there's a difference, right? You say like, what's my potential loss of talking to the person? But what's my potential gain? Like, and I'm not talking about like a business gain. I'm purely talking about walking out of that conversation feeling better because you know more about other people's lives and you like fight that nervousness anyways and go, go to talk to the person. And I think those are two incredible skills to have. The first though, I think that'll help you like really define your attitude and organize your life. Because I notice that when I don't step back and write down my thoughts on a whiteboard or on a journal, I feel flustered throughout the day or the week, just letting the day's emotions impact to me and reacting to them. Versus having a framework of like what my mind feels today, what are the focus areas, and then everything goes through that, that almost like that brain pipeline gets organized, and then I take action. So the the writing, the journaling, the meditating, as I've said, uh, I began reading, and of course, oh, let me get the charger. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I began reading, and one of my favorite writers, uh, Joe, uh, Dan Nozim, ran Holiday, 
he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. So I, I got his books and he talks about, about how the Stoics do it. So I, I learned how to uh, journal and uh, meditate, breathe. It, it sounds very funny though. <laughs> what do you mean you're breathing? And we all breathing? But maybe that for later. So when, when I began writing these, these things, I remember, oh, just tiny, tiny story just come up to me. I remember that the first time I met Dan, he, he had come to work and I come, I, I come in fast in the building I work because I always used to come fast. I always used to move so fast like I was running from the, because before that screening, then, uh, then rest to the building working. So I, I come up, greet everyone, and I'm like, there is a new face I've never seen. Who is this guy? I tap him, the guy turns. I'm like, hi, I'm Wilfred. I think the guy in his head was thinking, whoa, who is this kid? <laughs> and uh, we talk for like a minute, then I, I, I go to my level where I'm supposed to be, you know, like taking care of things. He comes up later and says, hi, Wilfred. I'm like, wow, he remembers the name. And I think that's where we hit it off, we get, and we are here, and I'm sure we're going to go further. So yeah, uh, the writing bit, I, uh, I began doing it seriously, I think this year, uh, around January, and I'll just write down everything as it comes. And then tomorrow when I go back to read what I have written, I'm like, okay, now it's better. It may seem like a tiny improvement or even unnoticeable. But I think I've been reading through my old journal because I have like three now. I've been reading through like my old journal. This was me back then. Wow. You get like I used to struggle with so much. And one of the things that I still struggle with, but I think I'm getting the hang of it the time is listening. I do not know how to listen. But I think of late, when I'm writing it, I listen to myself. I ask myself some hard questions. You get? And every time uh, uh, I'm meeting Dan, then he asks me these questions of, okay, now you have this, what are you doing about it? So when I go back to journal, like before I sleep or the next in the morning, and I write, what are you doing about this goal? Ah, okay. I sit down and ask myself, I might just, uh, I don't know, like, inspire myself commentary doing something. So there's a way that journaling helps. And I think journaling, for me, began fitting in perfectly with meditation. Okay? So I would, I would literally just, I don't know, I was like, you know, how do they meditate? Am I supposed to be floating? I wish I was. It, that, would, that would be so cool. <laughs> that would be so amazing. So... Like, now how they meditate? And then I realized every time I write, it, it makes my thinking process um, smoother. Like, things just begin coming. Like, like how you can be like in a, taking like a ice cream on a hot day. The way it goes down your throat. That breeze. So I actually stay up all night and begin. Like, now let me think about this. Then I find myself thinking about something entirely different. But of late, I think I can grasp a matter for five or ten minutes and I'm intently thinking about that. You get? And 
what, what, what this has helped me with is uh, the way I've been treating people. So I'm like, okay, now maybe I spoke too soon here. Ouch, the guy had a point. So I relaxed and maybe, but mainly the one habit fits into the other. And we're talking about this with Dan. That uh, when you begin to do like one thing and it begins to compound over time, it begins to attract the things that will, you know, uh, work with it or like help it. So when I began the journaling, the meditating became easier and the breathing too became easier. Okay, that. The breathing is when I, I focus on my breath. For those who are wondering, doesn't the kid breathe? I breathe. <laughs> but it's when I focus on my breath, you get, and uh, try to. It's from a book I read. I'm going to break it down now, but yeah. Wilfred, you have been through some transformation in the last 10, nearly a year that we, we, we first met. And it's interesting when we talk about books and people often ask, you know, what are your favorite books? Your journals are your are your are going to be the most powerful books that you're gonna ever own. And I think the toolkits and the things that you've learned, the things that you know, the way you review yourself and the way you kind of inspire others through things that you've learned, I think those journals that you have over this last year are going to be the most powerful books that you you own, no doubt. I'm going to ask you one last question, Wilfred. And we've discussed a few. We often ask different questions to close out the show, but I think the one thing that I want to know from you, and I think one that's going to inspire all our listeners as well, is this. What one thing would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Well, you know, he actually asked me this question a few weeks ago, and I was still pondering upon the answer. What one thing should can I do if I knew I could not fail? Well, yeah, recently I've, I'm levitating towards music for one reason or another. Uh, I've had dreams of healing people with music. Like someone listens to your music and you get their healed. Think about... Uh, or even literally a wound getting back, like a wound stitching itself up. Because I'm, I watch a lot of movies, so you may, you may forgive that fact. So if there's one thing I would do and I knew I wouldn't fail, and I'm sure that you get out, hit it, bullseye, I think it would be music. I would, uh, for the start, I'd get a violin. Uh, learn to play it, produce some quality tunes for for ages to come. And I'm on that path. Uh, I told myself after this month, if I'm this disciplined, I'm going to reward myself with a violin. You get and start my music journey. So that's that's something that I think it's, it's starting to get clearer now. Okay, yes, we have work and stuff, but uh, there's a way music just pulls me. I remember when I was a little boy, I would, I would cram lyrics more than anyone in my family. And then the song comes on to uh, on TV and I'm singing along the whole song. So I think my my love for music, and of course, may not have been in, in, backed up by anyone at home. I mean, I don't blame them. They didn't know any better. No, did I. But now that I'm the master of my soul, now that I'm in charge 
my life, I can't say anyone else's. Yeah, I'm going to take some good risks. I can't say I'd say good risk. Begin to learn music, begin to play music. And uh, I'm sure I will uh, reach, reach more people with the music that, that, that I'll play. So if, if, if there's one thing I would do and know, I would hit bullseye, that's me, for me. I can feel your passion in those words, Wilfred. It's a question of not if, but when. Sure, then, sure. And we're already starting this reach with some small steps here with the podcast. Thank you for giving us your time. It's been a pleasure to not hear your story, but to hear the level of excitement you bring to the way you look back on your own life. And I want to be very specific about that because I feel that through your conversation. Well, I'm, I'm humbled. As I said, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like there are millions watching this and they're saying, man, if this kid from Africa can do it, I can get up from this and even make a better ending. And they can. They can. They, they will. They will. Yeah, thank you, Wilfred. I mean, I was so excited to just share this this space with you today. Um, you know, we talk often, and I always get excited to hear, you know, what's next and what you've learned. And but I think for you to just, yeah, we just share this space together and be able to listen to you has been amazing. So, so thank you, um, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Find us at Instagram bailforward.pod you know someone that wants to be on the show or if you want to be on the show give us a shout dm us we'll see you soon